0: Hello and welcome to another empowering episode of Her Unraveled Life. I'm your host, Amy, and today we are diving into something incredibly close to my heart. We are talking about five steps to getting more energy and feeling good again. These aren't just any steps, they are the foundational practices rooted in holistic health, which will be the cornerstone of our discussions in the upcoming episodes. I remember sitting in my doctor's office a couple years ago with a list of symptoms that I was having, everything from weight loss, Resistance to insulin resistance, hair loss, rapid heart rate, and my hormones were all out of whack. So I was having PMS and all of those fun things that come with being a woman (laughs) in her 40s. And, And she wanted to work with me to come up with a plan of action, which was great. And I know that she thought that I was going to say that I wanted to lose weight. She wanted me to prioritize what I wanted to focus on first. And my top priority. And my answer was simply, I just want to feel good again. I really didn't care where we focused our energy. I just wanted to feel good again. And so between the two of us, we did a little bit of research and we discovered a couple of different things that we could really focus in on that were going to give me more energy and help me feel, feel good again. And so these are those things that we planned together and that I focused on for quite some time. And they really made a huge difference. And in fact, I started feeling better just within a couple of weeks of making these and implementing these. So I wanted to share these with you today. And they are part of my six phase build method, which is a framework that I have passionately created to guide us towards holistic health and well being. And I just want you to remember that getting healthy does not have to be so complicated. While finding the root cause might require further investment investigation and possibly working with a functional medicine doctor, these steps are just your starting ground and they are a foundation that are going to work. They're going to help give you more energy. They're going to help you feel better. And most importantly, they are simple and they are either completely free or really inexpensive. So there's no excuses. If you want to feel good again, these are the five things that you want to focus your energy on in the upcoming weeks. So you must remember that our past patterns are no longer going to serve us in this new season. If you really want to see change, you have to be willing to do something completely different. It's no longer just about moving more and eating less. That works really great if you're in your 20s, your hormones are balanced, and you are for the most part healthy. But if you have lived a life and you've had any sort of stress and your hormones are any way imbalanced, your blood sugar is in any way imbalanced, or if you have insulin resistance, which one of the first symptoms of insulin resistance, if you look down and you see a belly at all, then you most likely have insulin resistance. And so these are the things that are going to help you feel better for real. A caloric deficit diet is going to help you lose weight, possibly if you're over 45 and you're female, oftentimes that doesn't even work anymore. (laughs) It works great when you're 25, but it doesn't work anymore when you're in your 40s. It just isn't that easy anymore. I don't know if you are like me, but all of the women in my life always told me when I was young to stay healthy when you're young and to really get into the habit of exercising and eating well, because the older you get, the harder it gets to lose weight and to have a healthy lifestyle. Although I believe somewhat that that is true, but I don't accept it as truth because it's not the way that God intended it for us to be. It is, it's not age, it's the stress that we have in our life and the foods that we're eating and the way that we are living, it's our lifestyle. So if we change those things, then in this new season, we can start to feel good again in a simple, doable, easy, inexpensive way. So today we're going to explore these five steps on how to get more energy and start feeling good again, all without breaking the bank. So let's dive in. Number one is balance your blood sugar. And so why is this so important? Stable blood sugar levels are going to help your energy levels because when you get a roller coaster of blood sugar levels, you're going to have a roller coaster of energy. So if you have ever experienced a 3 p.m. crash where you just totally need a cup of coffee or you start craving sugar and carbohydrates late in the afternoon, typically it's because you didn't have a very healthy breakfast, you had a carb-filled lunch, and then by 3 p.m. your blood sugar has completely spiked and completely dropped and you are crashing. So that's where that fatigue in the afternoon comes from is an unbalanced blood sugar level. The best way to tackle that. We're really going to dive deep into this in the next episode, but here are three really simple ways to keep your blood sugar balanced. Number one is start your day with protein. A simple yet effective strategy is going to completely change the game for you. You want to aim for at least 30 grams of protein at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Most of us get hardly that in an entire day. But if you can aim for 90 grams of protein per day, you are going to really see a fast increase in your energy levels and where you start feeling good again. And if you don't shoot for 90 and you feel like you could go even higher, you want to do half of your body weight in grams of your ideal weight. And so if your ideal weight is 150, then you can do half of that and start increasing it incrementally until you get to your ideal body weight in grams per day. That is the ultimate goal, but aiming for half of your, your ideal body weight in grams or 30 grams per meal, so that would be a total of 90 grams per day, you're really going to start seeing an impact in your energy. So a couple of examples would be a couple of eggs with a protein shake and some added fruit for breakfast. You could do some Greek yogurt and a fruit bowl topped with some nuts, or you can have eggs and sausage with toast and some nut butter, and that would be 30 grams. An egg is going to have, if you have three eggs, that's about 18 grams of protein protein. A cup of Greek yogurt without added sugar, you want to make sure you're not adding the extra sugar in there, is going to be 10 to 15 grams. You can do cottage cheese, nut butters, nuts. Some whole grains are going to have a little bit of protein, but most whole grains are like one to five grams, so not a lot. And then you could do a a protein powder that doesn't have a lot of added sugar, and that can be 15 to 20 grams of protein. So if you could do two eggs, And a protein shake that's really going to be an ideal breakfast for you, or some eggs and some sausage is good for you as well. If you're going to snack, the second tip if you snack throughout the day, you want to snack smart. And so you want to combine your food in a way that is going to keep your blood sugar from spiking. Anytime that you eat any sort of carbohydrate, you want to add fiber with it or a fat or a protein. And so ideally, if you could have avocado toast, that's gonna give you the fiber and the fat with that carbohydrate of toast. And you can do nuts or seeds, Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt frozen with a little bit of fruit and berries in it is a really good snack. And these are going to help boost your energy and keep your blood sugar level. One that a lot of people don't realize That can impact your blood sugar is staying hydrated. You never want to underestimate the power of water, but you don't want to just drink a whole bunch of water because when you do that, you're actually going to, if, say, for example, you drink a gallon of water per day, that is good in the eyes of staying hydrated, except you're going to start draining all of the minerals that are really essential to helping to keep your body energized as well. So you want to have a little bit of sea salt in your water or have the electrolyte water that's available to you. You don't want to overdo the water because you don't want to drain your electrolytes. And so making sure you're getting enough sodium, which is not table salt, not salt from your processed foods, but a good Himalayan sea salt or Celtic sea salt, redmond's Red. What I like to do, especially first thing in the morning, is I get a jar of water. I put half a lemon in it with and juice the lemon. And then I put about a quarter teaspoon of redmond's Red or Himalayan Pink Himalayan sea salt in there. And you can't taste the salt because it's in a big jar, but it really helps to hydrate your body. And it helps energize me first thing in the morning, especially if I drink that before I have my breakfast or a couple of hours after or both, the combination of both. So balancing your blood sugar was step number one. Step number two is move your body. And I know that a lot of people. Believe that moving your body is to burn calories. That's this mindset that we've gotten. But really, you want to think about moving your body as more of a way of getting your lymphatics moving because our lymphatic system is the one system in our body that doesn't have a pump. So we have blood in our body and our heart pumps the blood. And we have all kinds of different systems in our body that work well together. But our lymphatic system, if we're not moving, it just kind of sits there and it doesn't move. And so you want to make sure that you're moving your body. Even if you can take short walks and walk for 10 minutes after each meal, that's going to be to do two things. Number one, it's going to help boost your energy and it's going to help clear your mind. So it's actually, there's going to be three things. The third thing that it does is if you walk for 10 minutes, just 10 minutes after your meal, it's going to keep your blood sugar from spiking after you have that meal. So especially if you have a high carbohydrate meal, you want to just move for 10 minutes, and it doesn't even have to be walking, you can dance for 10 minutes, or you can get a Small trampoline and jump on it. You can sweep your kitchen or do dishes and move your feet back and forth and shuffle just a little bit. As long as you are moving for 10 minutes after your meal, it's going to boost your energy and help keep your blood sugar from spiking as well. And then you also want to stretch regularly. You want to keep your body flexible, your blood flowing, and it's going to boost your energy when you stretch regularly as well. You can incorporate desk exercises. You can do simple leg lifts or desk push-ups that can reinvigorate your body throughout the day. Those things are very simple. You don't have to have a gym membership. And especially if you have autoimmunity or chronic stress and chronic fatigue, you don't want to really do a high impact exercise until your body is in a better place. I was in a position where i would walk for a couple miles a day and then i would be exhausted and it wasn't giving me more energy it was actually draining my energy and any time that i would do any sort of hit exercises which is high impact jumping and cardiovascular exercises anything that i did that was exerting my body would actually do the opposite of what i was expecting it to do it was not helping my energy levels, it was draining my energy levels. And I later found out that I have Epstein-Barr virus. And right now it's in complete remission and dormant. But when it's active, if I do too much exercise, it can reactivate it. And when I have reactivated Epstein-Barr virus, we're talking about severe fatigue for 12 to 18 months. So (laughs) I don't like to exert too much because of that. But I know that as I continue down this path of holistic health, that it will change and I will be able to exert more as my body heals. But right now, my main concern is making sure that my lymphatics are moving, that my muscles are being stretched, that my joints are healthy. And I'm not stressing about moving because That's just going to increase my cortisol levels and add more stress, which is going to do the opposite of what (laughs) we want to do. And that move takes us to number three, and that is manage stress. Stress will drain your energy like nothing else. And energy and stress are like water and oil. They just don't mix. So a couple of different things that you can do to manage your stress is practice deep breathing you can do what's called the four seven eight technique it's a simple tool and it really helps with calming your mind basically what you do is you breathe in for four seconds or four counts you hold it for seven counts and then you breathe out for eight counts you can do the four 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 method which is the same thing but you do four in hold for four and Breathe out for four. And just taking a couple of deep breaths per day, you will realize that it has been a really long time since you've taken a breath. So why don't we do it now? Let's just stop for just a minute. Close our eyes. Breathe in for four. Hold it for four. And breathe out for four. And then I want you to do some circles with your shoulders and relax them. If your tongue is pressed up against the roof of your mouth, relax your tongue and do another breath in for four, hold it for four, and breathe out for four. Doing this a couple of times a day is going to help relieve your stress so much. The second thing you can do to help manage stress is schedule some downtime. You want to make time for joy. It says in the Bible that joy is our strength. And so it's not just leisure. It's essential for balancing your life. And joy can be a weapon against the enemy. Because when we are joyful, the enemy cannot touch us because joy is our strength. And it's very clear that that is true in the Bible. So we want to make sure that we're scheduling some downtime and incorporating joy into our life. And joy can be completely different than happiness, because joy is not just an emotion, it's a state of being. And so it doesn't matter what circumstances you are facing, you can still have joy. Happiness is more connected with the circumstances. So when my daughter walks in the room, it makes me happy. Or when my puppy is licking my face and we're playing together and she's wiggling around, that makes me happy. But joy can be something that we can grasp on even in the most difficult times. Number three, the third thing within lowering your stress is limit your screen time. Reducing your exposure, especially before bedtime, can significantly improve your sleep quality and your energy levels as well. You really want to be careful with what you're watching. You you are the gatekeeper of your home and you're the gatekeeper of your mind. And if you are consuming a lot of reels or videos or news that is uh, talking a lot about what's happening in the world or current events, our minds were not designed to know what was happening in China right now. <laughs> our minds were not designed to know what's happening in Ukraine and Russia right now and what's happening in Israel right now. There are so many things that are happening in our world that can cause stress. And if we're constantly looking at the news, yes, it's important to be aware of current events, especially for our nation, so that we can pray for our leaders and we can pray for our country. But we also don't have to know everything that's happening in that moment, especially social media can really drag our energy levels down because of the added stress levels. Now, you can even look at that as watching movies that cause stress. Our bodies don't know the difference between a scary moment that we're watching on TV and a scary moment that's actually happening in real life. So If you're watching a scary movie that is making your heart rate go up, adrenals start going crazy and your adrenaline levels start increasing, your cortisol is going to spike. When your cortisol spikes, that is a fat storing hormone that is designed to keep you from sleeping and to keep you from being hungry, but it's going to store fat. So added stress is just going to help your body store fat, and we don't want that. When we look at it in that way, then it's so much easier to say, okay, stress is bad. (laughs) Because we don't want to increase cortisol, which is the fat storing hormone, which also increases your insulin levels, which is also a fat storing hormone. So we are just doing a double whammy for our body every time we're stressed. So let's look at number four. Number four is going to be lowering your inflammation. Inflammation is going to rob your body of any energy. And it can actually do more than that it can actually drain your body mentally and physically because when your body is in pain and I know this from firsthand experience when you are in pain you can become depressed and you can become agitated and angry resentful I could come up with all kinds of words but pain in your body is caused from inflammation and inflammation is the enemy and the thief of energy It's just going to rob you of any energy mentally and physically. And so you want to eat an anti-inflammatory diet and have foods that are going to nurture your body. Nature provides us with lots of allies that can help with this. High antioxidant foods like berries and leafy greens, fatty fish, and those Are very healing to our body. Any type of healthy fat like avocado and nuts, even butter or ghee, is very good for your body and can help lower inflammation. You want to avoid processed foods and any type of vegetable oil or canola oil. Those are going to increase and skyrocket the inflammation in your body and in your mind. When you have inflammation in your mind and you're eating a ton of processed foods and foods that are high in Sugar and high in inflammatory foods, you actually can create brain fog. And so, if you're not thinking clearly, you want to really look at your inflammation markers and consider removing any type of processed foods and those vegetable oils, and then look at an anti inflammatory way of eating as well. And then, of course, getting enough sleep is also going to help lower your inflammation. And it's not just aiming for seven to nine hours of sleep at night. That is great if you can do that, but you want to make sure that you are getting good, restful sleep. And the only way to do that is to reduce stress and to reduce your, your stress and manage your stress. Because if your cortisol levels are high, your cortisol is designed to keep you awake. So if you consider somebody that is running for their life, and they're hiding, the last thing that they need to be worried about is being hungry and being sleepy. And so our body was designed to when we're in fear, or our life is in danger, then cortisol remains high. And that keeps us from needing food and needing sleep. Now, as soon as that cortisol drops, then we get hungry and sleepy. (laughs) And sometimes we need a lot of sleep. But But sometimes we have such chronically stressed lives that that cortisol never drops. And that's when we start getting adrenal fatigue because our adrenals are always going. That cortisol is always high. It's always storing fat and we're never sleeping well because our cortisol is high. It is impossible to sleep well when you are living a high stress life. It's not going to happen. So you really want to make sure that you're getting good adequate sleep not just the hours of sleep of 7 to 9 hours a night ideally it would be great if you could get 7 to 9 hours of sleep at night but even if you re- if you could reduce stress and keep your blood sugar levels balanced and you got 6 hours of sleep at night that would be better than 9 hours of sleep at night with a high stress and crazy blood sugar spikes throughout the day <laughs> and then number 5 this is the last one that we're going to talk about today about increasing your energy level, and that is to get into the Word. Our spiritual health is just as important as our physical and our mental well-being. A couple of different things that you can do is you can look at daily devotions. You can begin and end your day with just a couple of minutes in a devotional or a couple of minutes right in the Bible. You can start reading. I'm focusing on Proverbs right now because I've been praying for wisdom, and so who better else than to read what Solomon wrote in the Bible about wisdom, just reading a proverb in the morning, and then going to Song of Solomon in the evening, or sometimes I'll go into the New Testament and read something in the New Testament. Right now, I'm just focusing on proverbs for sure, and then whatever the spirit leads me to do in the evening. And then having a devotional as well to help guide you through that. I have my 21 days of prayer and fasting devotional, which helps guide you and get you into the word every day for 21 days. And that can help build the habit of doing that as well. You can also meditate on scripture, choosing a verse to meditate on and allowing its wisdom to just permeate Every cell in your body every day will rejuvenate your mind and it can transform the renewing of your mind when you start to let that seep in. It's not just about memorization, but allowing your entire being and every cell in your body to believe that it's true. I follow Chuck Pierce very closely. He is an apostle called to the nations and something that he said really struck with me. And that was something that God had him do. And he had read the Bible multiple times from beginning to end multiple times. But one of the things that God had him do was to read every single verse one at a time and to not move past it until he believed it. That is a huge task to It must have taken him a couple of years to do, but to read a verse and then to ask himself, do I believe this? And getting into the word that much to where you are believing every single word and knowing that the the word of God is truth in your life is going to give you so much energy, it's going to help you feel so good, because you're going to be empowered. And it's going to transform the renewing of your mind. And it can help you take every thought captive. And it's just going to energize you in ways that you have never been energized before. And then you want to seek out scriptures of hope. I know right now is one of the toughest seasons of life that most of the people that are in my life are facing right now. Now. I have friends who are going through the ringer. Just, I am heartbroken by some of the things that my friends are going through right now. Everything from health issues with cancer to other health issues to divorce and struggling with their children and their kids struggling. And if we just forget what's going on outside the world and just look at our circle and our own health and our own lives and our own families, it can be heartbreaking with what's happening right now. It is heartbreaking what's happening right now. And if you can seek out scriptures that are going to give you hope, something that you can hold on to, knowing that God is good all the time and believing that and knowing that everything that ever had to be accomplished and needed to be accomplished was accomplished at Calvary. Jesus died and accomplished every single thing that ever needed to be accomplished. Really grasping that and knowing it. Proverbs 4, 2, tells us, it says, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ears to my word, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's body. So Proverbs begins and it starts a lot with, this is how you have wisdom and wisdom and knowledge come from fear of the Lord. And just having the fear of the Lord, paying attention to what he says, you are going to have so much wisdom and knowing what to do when we're facing those trials in life. And it even says right here that you will have health in your body when you go to the word. And when you seek out God, it says, it promises that we will find him when we seek him. He hasn't gone anywhere. He's always right next to us, ready for us, but it's us who disengage from him and his presence. And so we want to just make sure that we are in his presence, worshiping him daily, just getting into the word and feeling his presence because he promises to give us peace beyond understanding. Think about that. Just close your eyes and imagine having peace beyond understanding. No matter what's happening in your life, the world coming at you, the stresses of your finances, going to the grocery store and spending $200 on something that used to cost $90, it's so much. But when we seek him, we can have peace beyond understanding. His burdens are light. And no matter what the circumstances are, if we can remember that this part of your life is also part of your redemption story. So I just want to encourage you to keep going, keep putting one foot in front of the other, and remember that it's not just about physical movement and it's not about lowering your calories. It's a testament to our spiritual resistance and our resilience and a commitment to holistic health. And so let's just review one more time, the five steps. Number one is balancing your blood sugar. Number two is moving your body. Number three is managing stress. Number four is lowering your inflammation. And number five is getting into the word. Okay, friends, thank you so much for tuning into Her Revel Life. If you have found value in today's episode, please leave me a review and share it with friends who might also benefit. Before you go, I want to let you know that i have a free gift for you it is my free ebook called simply nourished and it's packed with tips to kickstart your journey to holistic health and you can download it it's in the show notes and it will start your transformational journey it has lots of tips on balancing your blood sugar and lowering your inflammation the last page has some tips into getting into the word every day and it has 30 days of meals and some simple meal planning guides for you as well because my goal 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 is to help you simplify life. So you can go to bit.ly slash momhack to download it, or you can go into the show notes to download it now. And I want you to remember that your health, your faith, your journey, it all starts with one single step. You will never get motivation by waiting to get motivated. You only can get motivated by taking action. Until next time, friend, thanks so much for listening.